Hey girlies, happy Tuesday. I am back. I know I have been absent for a few weeks and we'll get into that, but I am back with the most exciting news. I have officially asked Kaylin to be my co-host and she's here with me. Hi. This is take 50. I said yes. This is take 57, literally. For this episode. I was going to say, okay, part three, let's do it. Um, thank you for being so patient with me. It's no, so you're funny fine. Fun which, when Kayla came to me about this, and I was like, yes, I'm so ready. I love the schedule. I'm very organized. Like, it's <laughs> pumped. We're lit. Um, again, guys, this is the third time that we are having to record this episode because of me. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, no, so, it's fun. I told you earlier, you were like, um, you were like, it'll be fine. Like, it'll be good this, today. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I thrive in chaos. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah, we made it work. And now look at us. It's just, we are so committed to each other's success. Literally. That it's, oh my God. But yes. Um, how was your weekend? Oh my gosh. So my weekend was good. Um, I don't even remember what I did, honestly. I've been like in such, oh, I did take Chevy's, um, shoes back because I thought my kid my second grader almost eight-year-old was in a size 13 um hell yeah and he's not he's still in a 12 so I had to go back to the toddler section and it's so funny (laughs) because he is so like I feel like he's gonna be like Kendall like short and stocky kind of yeah but yeah yeah and his dad's shorter and I'm short and so like he I feel like he has really no chance but yeah I thought it was so funny because um I just had to go like back I had to backtrack like we thought we were in like the official like little boy section but no we're still shopping from like the preschool side no I totally understand (laughs) I was gonna say um if he's anything like Kendall I mean you're not gonna have to worry about him much but (laughs) or I will have to worry about it (laughs) yeah but then I thought about it and I was like that's so yucky because like ew like I remember growing up like old guys would like you're gonna be a knockout when you grow up oh gosh okay I'd like to knock you out now (laughs) um but I had somebody over the weekend um I've announced being single. Uh, shout out to everybody that reached out to my almost ex mother in law. Um, at least I know y'all listen. Hey, um, to tell them that I was single. So I've started putting it out there, and things have been moving to where I don't really have the option other than to tell people. Um, so with that being said, a kid that I used to babysit message me not babysit I shouldn't say that I worked with his dad I knew him as a teenager tried hitting on me the other day oh gosh <laughs> I said um I remember going to your graduation party like no I sir think that's appropriate no not at all <laughs> God. so funny um I don't even know what else I did Honestly, I just got ready for school. How were the boys? Um, how was their first day? They had a great time. It was so good. Walker's been asleep since 6 o'clock. Has he? Um, yes. Um, he was so nervous last night, though. He got up about 22 times, I feel like. And 
told me he just could not fall asleep. And, um, but he did awesome. He likes his new teacher. He likes everybody in his class so far. Everybody <laughs> seems like a nice boy. Um, Is he going to actually do what he's told this year, though? <sighs> no. I don't, I just, I'm going to be so for real, I don't, I've never, I've never seen it happen, so I just, I don't suspect it. Um, I will say that um, your boys came in clutch with their fits. Man, did they not, that, (laughs) telling you, okay, real quick, Ethan, he wore what looked like a Gucci kind of set, and he showed it to me. In a Sears catalog, he's got the most style of any kid I've ever seen or heard of in my life. Um, so I got on Shein and I found the most comfortable outfit. And uh, then he picked out his shoes, the Reebok with the straps, man. Um, yeah, he came in clutch this I year. And then Ezra with the with the big boy pants. <laughs> what were those? I I, I don't even know what to say about it because uh, I felt like. Where did he get those from? She in. Oh, I love it. Out. I know, man. That's that's a place that I get all my kids stuff. Um, I have to because I'm poor. I was, so I have uh, to pay it. You were telling me about yesterday about Walker's shoes, and I'm like, okay, because you were like, what are they going to match? But I feel like they went really well today. You know, with the it's so funny, the purple and the uh, orange and red and all of that coordinated with the Pokemon. And then Bo, um, my God, the hair, the socks. I mean, he looked grown. Oh, Chevy. Chevy, oh my God. You've got so many. i got to be careful. I have so okay. many kids. <laughs> I don't know how you don't get them confused. I get my three confused. No, I do too. I'm always like, Chevy, Finley, oh gosh, sorry, Bo. <laughs> and before I even like correct myself, they're like, it wasn't me. And I'm like, oh, I know, I said the wrong name. <laughs> like, Give me a second to recover. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> but yeah, he, oh my gosh, he wanted his mohawk. Okay, but I learned this morning, I have to like practice how to style his hair because he doesn't want it to be like formed like a mohawk. Like, you know how you like put right. the hair together and it makes like a perfect like triangle looking thing he doesn't like that he wants it to just like look really messy so he wants me to just kind of like put gel in it and just kind of like spike it up but kind of make it go everywhere not together and so um oh i love it yeah he wants to look like he got electrocuted and that's fine um (laughs) it's actually so cute whenever it is like he looked so cute this morning but he didn't really like his hair because he didn't like the way i did it and so um I woke Shane up, and I was like, Shane, can you fix his hair? And Chevy's like, yeah, because you don't know how to do it. And so I had already, like, gelled it and stuff. Not a whole lot, but Shane kind of tried to separate it and fix, like, when he could a little bit. But tomorrow I'm going to I'm gonna retry it. He didn't let me touch the back. He was like, do not spike out the back unless you can make it look like I want it to look. And so I was like, okay, well, today I'm not going to try. So it's fun. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> but he had, uh, he kept giggling. Like, he got so excited about his outfit. And we're going to have to post, like, um, I'll post to the story when this airs tomorrow. Um, They're, like, first day pictures of all the kids. Yeah. But I was cracking up because he was so excited. And he was like, I can't wait. He had me literally text all his friends his picture of his outfit and hair. Because he tried it on Saturday night, I think. And so he had me text all his friends 
and uh to see what they thought about it and it was so funny and he he kept giggling and he was like but I'm so nervous and I don't know why and so um the night before school it's always been a tradition to like read them like we have like the night before preschool book that Chevy was gifted when he was in preschool and so I was like well I don't have like a second like one geared towards second grade and so I found this one and it was called um first day of school critter jitters and it was super cute and so I read that to him and he thought it was so funny but he ended up having a really good day I need to be better about that yeah Walker told me too that he was probably gonna have a bad day because (laughs) he did not like his haircut that he got over the weekend that I fit in between all my orders and I was like no you're gonna have a good day I promise and lo and behold he sure did you're like you're with your fit like no one isn't even gonna notice your hair and your yeah. hair looks fine. Like, his hair looked fine. <laughs> Lord, really and truly. Um, so, this is the first time that we are meeting since... Actually, no. This is the first time that we are, I guess, recording, airing this episode. I don't even know what to call it, really and truly. Um, since Tasha's passing, like, how are you feeling? How are your friends? Like, are they okay? Yeah, so I think a lot of my friends were kind of like me, like, knew her. I think she was like a friend. Yeah, she was like a friend to everyone. And so, um, like, it wasn't, like, I feel so, like, I have so much sympathy for her, like, closest friends just because... Um, I feel like it was something that impacted everyone. It impacted our entire community. And so, although, like, I'm not hurting as much as, you know, like, her close friends and family, I feel like it still impacted everyone. But mental health is definitely, I hope that it opened everyone's eyes to, like, the seriousness of it. And I hope that people can open up and feel comfortable to talk more about it just because it is so important. And you never, you really do not ever know what anyone's going through. Exactly, exactly. Um, And kind of like what we talked about a little bit, um, a lot of people will even envy you for your success so you feel like you don't even feel comfortable enough to share the joys or the accolades like, how can you feel comfortable to share your burdens? And, like, oftentimes, like, yeah. we forget that and can get really consumed in that, like, stuck. Like, I know when I got my house, everybody, instead of, like, congratulating me for my hard work, it was, like, must be nice. Or, like, yeah, like, you're so lucky and you're, like... Like, you had said something on your other podcast that I wrote down to talk about because it just stuck out so much to me. But you said, um, like, people don't know what it took for you to get to the house or, you know, like, get your house or, you know, to get there. And you said um, the pain you feel is nothing compared to the joy that's coming. And that's so true whenever you're stuck in a bad place. It's, I know. Stuck in the trenches and feeling like, like you can't get out of it. Like, you get lost in it and, like, I know for me, like, you're right. Like, I worked my ass off to get here, and then it wasn't until Ethan and Ezra's dad passed away that I 
was able to push forward and get our house. Like, what else was I supposed to do with the money? You know, like... Yeah, and it's like, if you would have... If you would have just blown it on something... It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, if you would have just blown it on something, that would have been a problem. But you did something really good, and you, you know, put it... Put the money on a forever home for you and your kids, and his kids, and you're still people are still mad <laughs> like yeah plus well not only that um i danced i did uh bartending yeah I like on top of worked. that you still busted your ass to get yeah it's yeah. expensive like yeah nobody told me that i was gonna have to do the first month's mortgage or deposit then I've got to explain where every single dime that I've ever spent or received has gone in the last five years. So that way, like, they can ensure that I'm going to be able to afford it. Like, no, yeah. like it was not easy. And um, I know that when Shane got a new truck, right, um, he dealt with some weirdos as well like oh that's very nice and like uh yeah this was um yeah this was a few years ago so he had we traded in my car because we had chevy and then we were pregnant with Bo, and so we traded in my car for you know like a little suv i think we traded in we had like a little um i had like a malibu and we traded in for a rogue like a little small suv and um like a few months later he got a new truck because his you know went downhill or whatever and all we kept getting was, oh, must be nice. Um, buy me a truck. Blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't know how hard we are working. Or, you know, Shane was the main provider at that point. Like, you don't know how hard he is working to be able to pay for these vehicles. Like, what? I'm like, if I don't know. I, it's just weird. People are just so weird. I'm like, can and, you not? And I, I don't know. And, like, with that, like, how can someone be in a comfortable enough space to tell you that they're hurting if that's how you feel when they're succeeding? Yeah. Like, we have to do better about that. We have to have some accountability about that. Like, are we celebrating our friends? No, then we're probably not good friends. And that's why when you asked me to do this podcast, I was like, yes, (laughs) absolutely I will. Yes, done. So be it. There's been, um, there was a girl on TikTok that I saw and she was talking about how our generation, she's like, everyone is saying that we are in like a recession or whatever, you know, everything's so expensive, everyone's drowning. And she was like, I feel like we're in a silent depression. She was like, our generation went from, you know, a few years ago, you know, when I first had Chevy, we were renting an apartment, um, at Vantage Point, and it was, mm-hmm. I think, 1100 but we had a three, or, yeah, we had a three-bedroom apartment for 1100 and now you can't even rent a one-bedroom for less than 1500 and I'm like, no, ma'am. it is insane, and I'm like, when she said that, I felt that in my soul. I'm like, we are all just silently drowning, like, and you don't, like, you don't want to put your problems on someone else, and you also don't want, you know, or if you are succeeding, you know that everyone else around you it's financially drowning, so you don't want to, not that my friends wouldn't, you know, be there. This isn't even, like, anything that, um, hold on a second, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, Shane, quit coughing. Damn. Bo, get out. No. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> what? I'm hungry. Okay, tell your daddy. He's in there. We I literally, heard him cough. I know he's there. Gosh, he's in there playing his game, and we literally were at the ballpark until nine, but everyone was asleep. And usually they all stay asleep, but it's like as soon as they got in, they popped up. And he left Douglas in here. So if y'all hear um, snorting, it's my dog. Um, But it's like people probably don't want to even announce their successes or announce what they're doing. Because they don't want, not that their friends wouldn't support them or be excited for them. But it's like they don't want to make them feel bad because everyone's drowning. Mm -hmm. And it just... It's crazy. I have recently had a lot of people, um, like I've had a couple people reach out about, um, like my anxiety medicine and like how I reached out to my doctor and like, um, you know, asked if it's helping. And then I've also seen a lot of people post about their own journeys and I'm like, it's so helpful for people to like publicly say, you know, talk about their own journeys that way other people makes other people feel more comfortable. And that's what I love about um, the podcast is that I can get on here and I can talk about it and hopefully it helps someone. You're absolutely right. Like I, the more that we break the stigma about mental health, the better that it will be where we we can't use it as a crutch anymore to enable our behavior we have to be able to identify it and hold ourselves accountable on how to move forward and be better. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do you feel about, um, like, do you talk to your kids about mental health? Oh, yeah. So we have been in counseling since David's passing. Um, on top of that, going through a divorce, now I went ahead and put Walker in there, too. I figured, yeah. like, what will it hurt? Um, yeah. I also explained to them, too, when I know they're stimulated or overwhelmed or just whatever the case may be, like, I try to do my best to do that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's great that you have them in counseling and can talk about anything that, you know. Do y'all do, like, family counseling or is it, like, one-on-one with them? one-on-one we don't do it as a family maybe we should I don't know but I kind of feel like that's overkill because yeah like maybe I'm wrong for it but um I feel like they need a moment to be themselves in a genuine space and there are times where they're not going to want to share things with me because potentially I could be the person that needs to change the behavior yeah or um make something a little different yeah uh, and i love that you think about it that way because something you know like most parents would be like those are my kids i need to know everything i need to do this i need to do that and so i love that you think of it that way well yeah and like i grew up in that culture i grew up in where it was who's the better parent or who's better at this and that instead of like it being about us yeah, and um, I missed out on a lot of chances to have a better childhood due to pride. Yeah, and like if I can give my kids a little bit better, that's what I'll do. Yeah, I completely agree. I've um, I definitely talk to my kids about 
you know, the importance of mental health or like, I try so hard to, I know it's like, it's so hard to try to teach your kids how to like regulate their emotions because me as an adult, like I was never really, it wasn't a thing that you taught kids when we were younger. It was just kind of like, shut up. You want to spank in? Do you want something to cry about? Go stand in the corner. And I'm like, so I, like, it's hard for me to regulate my emotions and like, you know, like, and so, um, I try so hard to like teach my kids. We were told yeah. that if we showed any feelings that was not what they expected of us, then we were not being good, which I, I remember in the very beginning, my very first bar on my was uh, the silence and being complacent, which means that you were being good. So, like, it was a learned behavior on how to suppress our emotions where we don't know how to regulate them as adults because we're appeasing other people. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, when you look back and you're like, obviously we turned out okay, but I don't don't know. Like, am I okay? Like, I'm on anxiety medicine. Am I really okay? But I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm so thankful to be in a place where we are now where things are being talked about and we're trying to break the generational curse or what is it called? Not a curse. What is it? Trauma, generational yeah, yeah. trauma. I don't know. Uh, generational curses and uh, generational a, trauma. Yeah. Like we're trying to break the, break the cycle. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And so, and I know my dad, like we're, you know, I haven't really talked to him since Florida, but, um, we left on good terms and trying to work on our relationship. And I'm like, me and my aunt had a conversation and he said, I think that he, he thinks that, what did he say? He told her that, um, he thinks that I suppress things that my mom did when I was a kid and I only bring up him because me and my mom have such a good relationship. And I'm like, but my relationship right, with her, drugs yeah. And I'm like, it has nothing like, yeah, stuff does stem from when I was a kid, but right now this is all from like you know my teenage years and on and so I'm just like but I'm like why does our relationship have to be based on how me and my mom are like this is like that you shouldn't be worried about that at all and so um I don't know I'm just like I don't know if they like I feel like that generation is kind of set in their ways and they're kind of just like oh this is dumb or whatever and I'm like no like I need to I almost feel like I need to like talk to him or teach him kind of how I'm teaching my kids like (laughs) no I I agree and it's like um yeah I I often would get told that I excuse my grandma's behavior or I wouldn't hold her accountable or to the same standard uh yes sir Yes, I will. No, 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 no. I'll be like, if you don't sit down right now and quit acting a fool, so help me God, I'm going to take your heart medicine. <laughs> like, it's it's nothing to me to put somebody I'm... in their place. I will be reckless about my peace every single time because nobody did it for me when I needed them. Yeah, me. and I've literally heard you tell her to, like, sit down and be quiet at a baseball game before because <laughs> she's yes. yelling at the well, umpire. <laughs> Do you remember the time that we all got into it? And, and they got smart with her? Years? Yeah. Yes, I do remember and that. Then, so, one thing about me and two things for sure, when it comes to my Nana, I don't play about her and I don't play about my credit. 
<laughs> and my kids. But um, they're third. That's fine. Yeah, you know, but my nana, well, honestly, kids number one, nana yeah. number two, credit number three. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll be nice, but and they had a good day today. But um, somebody got smart with my nana, who um, is elderly. She is my grand mother my children's great grandmother who attends every baseball game that she can so when she's asking a question and you want to talk raw with her no sir it's game time it's it's over like, like we're starting up if you buck in the background <laughs> absolutely like if you're knocking i'm bucking baby like i can't wait like woo. Light me up, like I'm, I'm ready to go, um, and that's what happened. So um, again, like that's why I told her to sit down because sometimes she can get a little irritating, and, and then I'll hear somebody else get frustrated with her. Yeah, and I'm like, I know you're not talking about mine. Uh, <laughs> you're not. Um, so I do, and I. It's for protection. Because we often forget time and place. We forget where we are, who we are, because the moment that we're triggered, like, for example, a baseball game, if you know my Nana, if you know me, you know my family, you know my Nana don't play about her sports either. Um, That's one thing that is a top priority. It don't matter if the sport is frisbee golf. That bitch is in the stands with a cowbell screaming. She don't care. She just... Loves it, loves it, loves it. And she likes to show support. And if you can't just be, like, genuine and allow for somebody to do that, then, like, why are you there? Like, why can you not just let things go in spirit for the children? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That does make sense. Um, (laughs) I was just, like, thinking about that like that incident at the ballpark and like you will 100% back up your Nana but you will also like have no problem putting her in her place also and um, that's what frustrated me so bad when my aunt made that comment because I was like she was trying like she she was just kind of like my dad doesn't really talk about things and so I think she was kind of trying to relay the message like you know, your dad's not really opening up. Like, I hope y'all's relationship can get back on track. But he's kind of frustrated because he thinks that you're still mad at him over things that happened and you never held your mom accountable. But I'm also, like, I told her, I'm like, well, nobody knows the conversations that I've had with my mom. Like, yes, we're close, but you don't know the talks that we've had. He doesn't know the talks we've had. Like, and, um, she proceeded to, like, tell me some things, uh, like she she was like well you do you remember when um when you were little and your mom like had your dad arrested in front of you and I'm like yes but like she called the police but he was breaking into our house when he wasn't supposed to be there and he like I don't know if I don't know yeah and so I'm like I don't know if I've um talked about this before we can get like more into it on another um on another episode but I've like I used to watch my dad you know physically abuse my mom and so um when she was calling the police of course in that moment I'm like darn like my dad's in the back of a cop car why is he being arrested but when my aunt was like 
you know, your mom used to have your dad arrested in front of you. And I was like, but hold up. I used to watch him physically abuse her in front of me. Like, why was that okay? But it wasn't okay for her to not feel safe in her own home and have him arrested. That's my whole thing, man. Why are you holding me to a standard that you don't even hold yourself to, babe? Like, what sense does that make? And I... I'm just supposed yeah. to, what, turn the other cheek? I'm not Jesus, bitch. I'm Paul. Uh-uh. I'm Colin. <laughs> Colin. Charges and pressed every time. Every time. But I was so frustrated because I'm like, well, number one, like, this isn't things that he's telling me, and I don't think he'll ever say I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't really talk, like, get deep, and I hope at some point we can maybe go to counseling or have conversations with, like, a third party involved because he... My dad, I love him, you know, to death, but he very much is not an accountability taker. And if you're trying to get him to take accountability or if you're trying to set boundaries because of previous, you know, actions or whatever, he's he's trying to put it back on you. And like this is a this turns into a you problem and not a him problem. And so um But the phone goes both ways. So yeah. I understand why you didn't call me on your birthday, babe. Like yeah. I'm, I'm so, sorry that um, you didn't hear from me. So I was just like I know my aunt was just like you know, trying to relay messages, but I'm like, you don't, nobody knows like what, you know, I've went through. And, um, she was telling me, she's like, well, your brothers, because when my dad was doing these things, he would never do it in front of my brothers. Cause he knew my brothers would kick ass. And of so, yeah. um, she was like, well, I've had he long was. talks with your brothers and you know, they don't think that that stuff ever happened. They think that you're lying. And I'm like, Oh, because I want to make, like, I want, I wanted this to happen. So I wanted to make this up. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be traumatized and be on anxiety meds and cry yeah. when it gets too loud. So, like, all that, that yeah, so all that to say, like, nobody is making him take accountability, and I'm the only person that's doing that or that will do that. And so, like, yeah, Florida was nice, and it was good to see him and, like, see that he's doing good and stuff. But, like, our relationship will never fully be better or be healed until he can have these tough conversations and actually take accountability. But that goes back to, like me pretty much treating him like my kid and trying to teach him how to do all these things. Like, um, he's almost like, I'm, it's almost like I'm the parent and having to, like, he should have taught me how to regulate emotions, how to set boundaries. And instead I'm 29, almost 29 years old, teaching my 50 year old dad how to do these things. So, so I'm trying to make sure that my kids are, getting all of this at their age and trying to talk about mental health as much as they can understand at their different ages. But, um, me and Shane, we were raised like very differently. And sometimes I kind of have to check him and he gets frustrated, but I'm like, if he has an attitude or something and he's frustrated, he, he's getting better, but he very much was raised like your kids don't need an explanation, this and that. And I, my mom always gave, like, my dad never did, but my mom always did. And so that's where they differed. And I'm like, no, like, there is times where I correct him in front of the kids. And I know that that's not good either. But I also want the kids to know, like, I will go to bat for you. And, like, if this, if something's right. not right, I'm going to stick up for you. But then it also, I have to, I don't know. I'm like, I need to, I don't know the, the in-between of, like, you know if Shane's irritated and saying something that he should apologize for later that he's not or if he's aggravated and going off about something but it's not their fault and I'm like I don't know I don't even know if any of that makes sense but I feel like I I want them to know that I'll go to bat for them but also 
I don't know. I probably shouldn't do it in front of them sometimes, like, correct him, but. No, I feel that because often I think our kids need to know that we're going to protect them no matter who it is, but also stand firm and, like, what real accountability is. Like, I'm not always right, but, I mean, I've been parenting by myself for the last 12 years, so I'm winging it, baby. Yeah. Um, I think if a man stepped to me and tried to correct me or tried to correct my kids, um, like, you know what we were talking about at the ballpark? I'm mean, <laughs> give you books. That, like, <laughs> that would happen for sure. Um, and that's my fear. Um, and I think I've, like, I think I am getting better about it. There's still times where I'm like, Shane, like, calm down. Or like, he gets so frustrated. Oh my gosh. My kids are not fast kids like if <laughs> I won't say my kids I'll say Bo like Bo is the slowest kid sometimes like you're like you have to tell him 20 minutes in advance to put his shoes on because he will lollygag and he will milk he will milk it until the very last second when we're rushing out the door to get in the car and he's still looking for his left crock like it, it and so Shane gets so frustrated and he'll be like Bo like I told you blah blah and I this is where, like, I, you know, like, I know that it's frustrating for him because he is an amazing dad. But he, like, I get frustrated and I'll say things or I'll yell and then I'll apologize for it. But he wasn't raised to, like, apologize to your kids. And he will. Like, he, you know, if he really feels like they needs an apology, he is getting way better about that. But he'll, in that moment, he'll, you know, yell, like, Bo, I told you 20 minutes ago, like, just get in the car. And I'm like, Shane, calm down. Like, he's literally five years old. And he's looking for issue, but then right. he gets aggravated because then I correct him in front of Bo, and I'm like, I understand why he gets frustrated, but also like I can yell at him like that, but you don't yell at him like that. But I think it's a thing of like where something like that, he doesn't think that he needs to apologize to where I do, and I know he's not going to apologize for that when we get in the car. So I try to correct him that way. Bo knows, like I got you. But then it's no, also, but I also don't want him Please. to correct me either. So it's yeah, a constant, absolutely. like, not a fight, but we're always like, I don't know. I have, I have gotten better and I feel like he has gotten better about like apologizing to them and stuff, but it's still, sometimes I just can't contain myself and I have to be like, whoa, check yourself because you can't do that. <laughs> no, exactly. And I'm like, uh, exactly. Why do I do that? I don't know. It's like a constant, um, I don't know, thing with myself, I guess. No, it's an internal battle of, like, what's good and what's not. Yeah. You know, like, how how do you protect them and your relationship yeah. while validating everybody involved? Not yeah. And I feel like, um, going back to, like, how crazy the world is and how expensive everything is like that does not help relationships marriages like every I feel like everyone is so stressed right now over everything and so like at the drop of a pin you're just like ah like how do we communicate effectively and correct yeah. each other the prayer calls it baby I'm Literally. telling you I, I I don't know what I'm gonna do if this situation ever happens to me, I think I will be sick. Um, you might see me on the news if I see somebody say something cross to one of mine. Um, 
but I, but it's it's only because of the lack of partnership. Yeah, for me, it's been a little different. But yeah. with Shane, I'm sure that that's probably a lot harder and more frustrating, possibly for him and for you too, because yeah. it's like you should know better, and then he's like, "Well, you should know better," and it's like, "Yeah, oh, you're right." And I think then, I just have. Then, to... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Um, I I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Honest. You're good. No, I was going to say, I think sometimes he just has to remember that, like, our kids are literally four or five, different. seven and one, and they're all different. Like, Chevy, you can tell him, hey, get your shoes on. His shoes are on. He may go back and sit on the couch, but he's ready to go when you say, come on. Finley um, wakes up and gets dressed. Like, she literally wakes up every single morning and puts on a dress and shoes. Like, she's... <laughs> She's ready yeah, to go girl. whether we're going anywhere or not. And then, um, you know, Dak, obviously, he's a baby. But Bo is just so not, like, and Bo also wants to bring, he packs a bucket of toys every time we go somewhere. Huh. And I'm like, you're not bringing all those toys. And so today it was a thing of, like, he was he was mad because he didn't want to bring, he wanted to bring his toys. And I said no. So then he starts, like, acting crazy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I will say that Shane, like, he doesn't ever say anything crazy. I think when I correct him, it's more so of like him, like raising his voice, like, let's go, come on. And me having to be like, Hey, he's five, like calm down. He's five. We still have so many minutes before we actually have to leave. So we're good. Or like, um, and I try so hard not to actually like correct him. It's more of like, a. I don't know, like I feel like I try you to rem- want to protect him, not correct him. Yes. That's and I feel like I try thing. to remind him too, like, Hey, you have to remember that these kids are only, they're not adults. Like, they're not grown-ups, and Bo is five, and Finley's three, and Chevy's seven. So, like, it's not a matter of, like, me correcting him because he's saying off-the-wall crazy shit to them. It's just, like, me reminding him, like, hey, don't be so frustrated. They're they're kids. But, um, I know I could see where that, like, is very aggravating, especially in front of them, but... Because it's almost like I'm undermining his authority kind of thing, but... You'll get it. It's, a. Uh, I don't know. And I feel like it's a lot harder because he's not just a stepdad. He's been there since Chevy was a month old. So it's not like he's never been a stepdad. He's always been a second dad. And then obviously like to the other kids, he is their dad. So I don't know. It's not like that step parent mentality or anything. So it's. Yeah. It's more of like, I'm your, I'm just as much your dad as your dad. Yeah. I was there the day you were born. You just don't have my DNA. Yeah. And, like, I, I, what mostly happens with Bo, just because, like I said, Bo is very slow and Shane does get very frustrated. But he gets frustrated with me all the time. I'll get out at Walmart and he's, like, trying to run to the door. And he says, I take forever. And I'm like, just go. I don't, I'm not walking around the store with you anyway. So just go. Like, we literally walk in and go two separate directions with two separate buggies. So go ahead but I, he was like well Bo gets that from you being so slow and I'm like oh my god <laughs> but yeah um sorry my phone cut out a bit I was oh no you're fine no you're fine uh I was listening to another podcast I listened to and I thought this was such a good idea that we should do or that somebody should bring attention to the schools um it was on coffee convos i know we both listened to that 
But Lindsay was talking about how their school district does school supplies boxes. Did you hear about this? No, I'm actually a little behind on that one. Um, Okay, so... I'm honestly behind on all of them. Well, I cleaned my kids' playroom um, and bedroom Saturday. Or no, Friday. And I was in that room for, I swear, eight to nine hours, like, straight. Like, I did come out to feed them and stuff, but... I don't think I ate anything till that night and I got it all clean and organized and they better not mess anything up because they'll be cleaning it. I was like, I'm not cleaning this again. So I listened to like all my podcasts that day. And, um, but anyway, she was saying that like at the end of each school year, they do, um, they pay for a school supplies box for like the next year. And I don't remember how much she said it was, however much it is that gives like the teacher that they're going into their class or I don't know if it's like a, general person that just shops for each grade or what but she was saying that um that gives like the the shopper the summer like buy the school supplies and then whenever they come in for open house whoever paid for the school supplies box like their box is sitting on their desk with all the school supplies they need in it and with labels so all you have to do is go home and label your kids stuff with their name and then you just send it back that's so cute I was like that is genius because I on so for Bose he needed a primary composition notebook I knew what that was like it has to have like the big dotted lines or whatever because he's learning how to write and learning how to read and all that stuff and so well he knows how to write but he's you know learning how to write better and stuff and for Chevy it said composition notebook and I'm like okay he probably doesn't need this primary one but they have wide ruled they have um college ruled they have some other ones and so I commented on his little second grade page and I'm like this might be a dumb question but does he need like college ruled wide ruled and they said wide ruled and I'm like all right thank you but I feel like if our school district were to do like yeah (laughs) I feel like if our school district would have did like a school supplies box or if that was something they thought of every whoever bought it like you wouldn't have to worry about anything like all this stuff would already be in there you wouldn't have to worry about am I getting the right thing or what it would already be there and honestly I feel like I would purchase an extra one or an extra two just so that like you know, they had extra ones for other kids in the class. Maybe their parents couldn't afford to do it right then, but they still liked the idea or something. I don't know. But I thought that it was so cute and such a good idea. Oh, my. Yeah, we need to suggest something. Uh, I know I only got half the school supplies I needed. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last year, we had... There was so much that Chevy needed, and when we got to his open house... His teacher was like, I know that this was the list that we handed out, but this is what he really needs. And that list was so much shorter than the list I got. I literally came in there with three bags full of stuff. And he only came back with one. And I'm like, oh, we love that. And it wasn't like, I mean, it was stuff that we could, you know, we could reuse or that like I could keep at home for them to play with like color and stuff. But I'm like, you spend all this money on stuff. And then you get to the actual teacher and they're like, oh, we don't really need that. And I'm like, well could y'all have said something before I bought everything? So now I do not buy anything until literally open house and they give me their own sheet. Oh my God, how funny. <laughs> um, did all, all three boys went today, didn't they? Yes, all three went for half a day. So I've got three different packets to fill out. Plus, i got to finish my own homework. I'm so pumped for it. Oh, gosh. Um, 
Yeah. I'm milking this. Um, which Chevy usually does it just because you get like a surprise at the end or whatever. Um, but he is still, I'm so thankful. He's still doing optional homework. So like, for our busy nights, like he doesn't have to do it. And I think she said they send it home Mondays and it's not, if you do it, if you choose to do it, it's not due back till Friday, but she does like these cute water bottle stickers. And every time you do one, you can like get a sticker. And so you fill your water bottle up with all these cute little stickers she has. And they're like the, um, they're like decals. They're really cute and they're decent size. And so, um, I was like, all right, I'm still milking this optional homework as long as I can. Cause he's had it for kindergarten first and now second. <laughs> so, Oh my god. Oh, I hope Bo also has optional homework because I don't know what I'm gonna do when all my kids are in school. Can you imagine four kids? Oh, you're doing it now with three, like multiple yeah, kids having homework. Own. That's insane. Yeah, it does suck. Really bad, actually. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we can hop off here. Um, I was gonna tell them about some things you wanted to do um so I know that I do the telling them telling them questions you know randomly we want to try to do like two a week and answer those and then if you guys have any stories I don't care if it's funny gross whatever I don't care um we would love to like read some of y'all's stories or if y'all want advice I don't know I'm not really the best advice giver but I could try my best no, I agree. If you need advice, if you need uh, just some feedback, or if you have a story to share, I am absolutely for it. Um, so, come on. Let's hear it. We want to make it happen. I feel like this episode was a little all over the place, but it's Monday night. Our kids had school, and quite frankly, I'm sure we're both tired, so... Yeah, we did our best. We did our best. We did our best, and that's all we can do. But (laughs) I'm excited to have Kaylin on board with me, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.